He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. Go get it, dog. I'm a man! He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. I'd is sitting on a firecracker. And suits so fine, they made Sinatra look like a hobo. It's a fantastic day for the United States of America. It's the Bill King Show. Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Red 7. I don't know what Red 7 means. Brought to you by Omni Nashville Hotel. Fifth Avenue, downtown. Hot Rock. That's what we call a sack lunch. I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. That's what he does for a living. That is his job 25 hours a day. Tom says, Bill, I'm sure you're going to ask Brad to break down the national championship game. I just want to know straight up, no points. Who does he think wins? Oh, I mean, I think Michigan wins. I mean, I mean, there's a reason why they're a four-and-a-half-point favorite here. Uh, I know a lot of people – like Washington, the uh, red-hot team. I mean, the people like teams that win them a lot of money, and Washington winning outright as an underdog each of the last two games. I think people bet them, obviously, in the Pac-12 title game because they were surprised how big that point spread was. Probably fouled it up and bet them uh, as an underdog against Texas. I just think, you know, when you look at it, I just see a bunch of different pathways for Michigan to be able to win this game. I see one pathway for Washington, and that's Michael Penix has to play, you know, the elite football. Now, is he capable of doing that? Absolutely. I mean, but he has to be just as good, if not better, than what he was against Texas for for Washington to win the game. I think Michigan's going to run right at Washington. Uh, And, I mean, what what Texas probably should have stuck to a little bit longer than what they did. yeah, but I, I like Michigan to win this game. What surprised you most about the Alabama-Michigan game? Uh, I mean, hindsight's always twenty twenty. I mean, a lot of my guys told me that, that Michigan was going to be the right side. and Maybe I just, you know, prisoner uh, of falling in the trap that yeah, I saw our ball coach teams in postseason choke a little bit. And I would say they did play tight. It's not like they played a perfect game. They made some mistakes. I mean, hell, McCarthy, you know, tried to throw a pick on the first play of the game. Uh, but but I thought overall Michigan obviously controlled the line of scrimmage, particularly in the first half, particularly down the stretch of the fourth quarter and in overtime. I thought they outcoached them significantly. I mean, if you don't believe me, I mean, look at – Look at that couple of offensive drives from Michigan in the first half. They had Alabama's defense completely confused. 
to say the least. I, I thought, obviously, Harbaugh's a little bit more aggressive. Kudos for him for making that fourth down call in, in the fourth quarter on the uh, on the game-tying drive to force overtime. Uh, Alabama's offensive line struggled all year. I thought they corrected some of it a little bit. Obviously, that wasn't the case. Uh, across the board, they struggled there. Milrose struggled throwing the football. Alabama, I mean, for a team that recruits as well as they do, I mean, they, they do lack playmakers, uh, at least compared to what they had four or five years ago. Uh, I just think the more depressing thing, if you, you bet Alabama or if you're an Alabama fan, was just, I mean, Michigan beat you up at the line of scrimmage. Second team to do that this year. Uh, Texas was the first one. I mean, you just did not ever see that for 14 or 15 years. If Alabama lost the football game, it was a Herculean effort by a Cam Newton or a Johnny Football where Alabama had four or five turnovers in the game. It wasn't that somebody lined them up and played man versus man and beat you on both sides of the line of scrimmage. I mean, that, that would be a big concern of mine moving forward uh, with Alabama. Humble Seeker has a good one. He wants your thoughts on the Grizz plus 12.5 versus those Jackrabbits. He wants to know, can Montana keep it close? He's talking about the Montana Grizzlies, South Dakota State Jackrabbits. That's on Sunday. And the number I have here is the Jackrabbits minus 13 and a half. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why that's a a pretty big point spread. I mean, uh, historically speaking, South Dakota State's one of the best FCS teams of all time. I mean, they've won 28 in a row. Oh, yeah, I mean, the, the, you go through it, uh, 14 of their last 18 wins at the FCS have come against ranked FCS teams. So, I mean, it's not like they're ducking anybody. And they've just been dominant. I mean, they're plus 3.2 yards per play margin. I mean, that's that's about a half yard better than 2019 LSU, 2020 Alabama, just to put in perspective how dominant South Dakota State's been. Uh, with that being said, you know, I've had an early number at 14.5 on Montana. Just, I mean, that's just a numbers bet for me. I thought, well, I probably won't see that number again. So I went ahead and made a little bet there. But the more I dive into this game, uh, I think South Dakota State's the right side as far as the point spread. Montana fortunate to be there. Back-to-back overtime wins at home. Uh, I, I think South Dakota is uh, you know, a team that's going to win their second straight national championship. Jeff, too, has an NFL item. Ask Brad, the Baltimore Ravens are 1-4 in their last five playoff games, while the 49ers are 4-1 in their last five playoff games. With the NFL playoffs starting next Saturday, does Brad like the Ravens or 49ers to win the Super Bowl, or does he like the rest of the field? Uh, always price dependent. I mean, obviously those two you know, they deserve to be the co-favorites. Uh, I'll take the field. I mean, it's just it, it, when it comes to the NFL. I mean, no one's as do, you know dominant over the rest of the league, and I don't think we have a dominant team. I mean, I you thought the 49ers at times were, and then you know the Ravens go out there and beat them, and then like he what he what he brought up. I mean, I haven't seen a consistency aspect from the Ravens in the postseason. So, and they might get a bad matchup in their first game in the playoffs if they have to play like a Cleveland team, uh, which would be very interesting. So, yeah, I'll, I'll take the field versus uh, Baltimore and, and the 49ers. Brad, is there somewhere you could bet odds of the Harbaugh's winning Super Bowl and the College National Championship? I have not seen that. I'm sure there's something like that. I'll have to dig around here yeah. during a break and see if I can find it in a couple spots. But, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that there's 
something to that. Do you still feel like Harbaugh's gone? Uh, I, I, you know, I, I've always said it's like 50-50. I mean, the Bears job is not going to open up, so, I mean, that, that uh, you know, stops at least one particular job. I mean, I think the Chargers would be very uh, interested. Uh, I, if you believe the deal out there, I mean, my goodness, 10 years, $125 million. <laughs> Tough seeing him getting that much, even in the NFL. I mean, that was the Michigan offer, so uh, I'm 50-50 whether he stays or goes. I was talking about this, just having fun last hour, briefly. And you make a lot of bets during the non-playing portion of the season, but I don't know how early you actually get into that. FanDuel has Heisman odds out. And at the top is Quinn Ewers, Carson Beck, and Jalen Miro, plus 750. A player, Brad, who has started one game in his life, has the third best odds on this fan duel list, and it's Nico Iamaleava. Question A, what's the earliest you've ever bet on the next year? We're not even technically done with this one. And if you were giving advice, would you wait on all that this spring? Uh yeah, I mean, I've I've made a bet already a few weeks ago on a Colorado's win total. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, right. I'm not afraid to. That's right. <laughs> I mean, about a month ago, actually, I did. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm not afraid to bet early. You know, I'm not certainly not afraid to bet early with the Heisman, but I've had my most success betting the Heisman in like April, right after spring. Um, yeah. I, I like to shop. I mean, I it's a market where. You know, I I have an idea and a game plan, but the the most important piece of that game plan is just shopping. I mean, trying to get the absolute best odds, looking at ten, twelve books. So I I don't I'm looking at those. I I'm not jumping. Nothing's really catching my eye there. Uh, I there's still a lot of sift through. I mean, I I just got done doing a show and someone's telling me how great Ole Miss is going to be, and they bet Ole Miss to win the national championship, and then I mean within 24 hours, I mean Judkins is in. The portal. Not that he's moving old Miss's power rating much, but that just goes to show you that there's still so many things to <laughs> moving pieces here. I mean, we still got another portal window that, that needs to open up and close. So I, I, I'm not sure that I'll get too aggressive uh, in those futures types markets, whether it's Heisman right now or, or the, certainly in the national championship for next year. I'm not gonna. I don't have much interest unless I. I, I think there's a mistake, and then, you know, one particular book's just pricing it totally wrong. I. I I will probably be making a lot of bets come April and but by that I mean I mean I I can make 100 of them in that month. Are you surprised though that Nico is so highly listed here? Yeah, whoever made those odds is pretty, you know, on top of it. So yeah, I am in that regard. I mean, it gets uh, you know, all it takes is I mean the <laughs> I, I can't believe the books don't do this, but all it takes is them to hire out uh, outside source and just have somebody that knows college football a little bit and have them, uh, you know, to, to tell you who, who who are the up and coming players. So yeah, I mean, I, five six years ago, Nico would have been probably fifty to one. Uh, so uh, sure. kind of disappointing to see a guy like that at fourteen to one. That's amazing. Now that's based on reputation, and one I I doubt that's based on one game. 
but it's based on what everybody thinks the upside is, right? Yeah, upside, and also, I mean, you got a very offensive-friendly system. So, uh, I, I, I don't like fourteen to one. I, 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 w- I would need a lot more than that because obviously, well, <laughs> I, I mean, a little disappointing. I didn't know he was that short because that that would have been a guy that I, I thought I'd be betting, you know, fifty to one <laughs> or even better than that. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I had for, for, I mean, for comparison's sake, I mean, I was able to bet uh, Hendon Hooker like eighty to one. So. Yeah, that, that's a that's a little disappointing. And Hendon Hooker had multiple years as a starting quarterback at Virginia Tech. So, whoever made those odds did, did, did a pretty good job just glancing over them right now. And Hendon Hooker before the South Carolina game was right at the top of those who could favored. win it that year. Was he the yeah, favorite? Favored to win it at that point. Wow! Wow! Yeah, that and you had that one at eighty to one. Wow. 80 to 1, yep. All right, we'll get the break. More bread as we continue Friday edition. Post your questions. Omni Nashville Hotel. Good morning. Still a bit of traffic volume trying to get up uh, through Antioch right now on 24 westbound. Coming in from Rutherford County, normally it would be a lot heavier than it is right now as you leave Murfreesboro towards Nashville. Still clear right now up through Brentwood, Franklin on 65 going northbound up through Williamson County headed towards South Nashville. Still holding up also on 65 over here at Trinity Lane where it got a little bit busy just a few minutes ago. Hey, 24-7 reliable crane and rigging services here in Middle Tennessee. It's got to be Tomahawk Crane and Rigging online right now at TomahawkCrane.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Cool Deck LLC, the Dexpert, is asking listeners to please donate a toy to Toys for Tots this holiday season. You can make a difference in a child's life. This message is brought to you by Cool Deck LLC. For decorative concrete, resurfacing for patios, sidewalks, garages, pool decks, and more, give the pros a call today at 615-836-9595. 615-836-9595. Visit CoolDeck.com and like them on Facebook. That's Cool Deck LLC. They're professionals who care. Your brain is an amazing thing, but as you get older, it naturally begins to change, causing a lack of sharpness or even trouble with recall. Thankfully, the breakthrough in Prevagen helps your brain and actually improves memory. The secret is an ingredient originally discovered in jellyfish. Based on a clinical study of subgroups of individuals who are cognitively normal or mildly impaired, Prevagen has been shown to improve memory. A Pharmacy Times national survey of pharmacists rated Prevagen the number one pharmacist-recommended memory support brand for the fifth year in a row. You can find it in the vitamin aisle in stores everywhere without a prescription. Help your memory. Try Prevagen today. Prevagen. Healthier brain, better life. 
This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I'm a retired school psychologist, and helping people was my thing. After my stroke, when Meals on Wheels started, I was on the other end of the stick, so to speak. My name is Julius Gaines, creative writer, poet, photographer. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. It's a Bill King Show. We are college football centric. That is the sun that warms our planet that we live on. Our planet actually isn't flat or round. It's an oblong spheroid. And we are here to proselytize about it, edify it every day on this here radio show. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. text the best college football radio show in the history of humankind 615-844-5600 the bill king show on Judkins from Ole Miss in the portal. That had been rumored. They came after him hard last year, too, after his shocking debut as a three-star running back, probably the best running back in the SEC his freshman year. And they weren't able to prime loose a year ago. He's from a small Alabama town. Alabama and Auburn did not want him at the time. Love to have him now, I'm sure. But now that he's in the portal and it sounds like it got to the point with him where the high maintenance outweighed his worth, what kind of impact could he have wherever he goes? Yeah, good question. Uh, I don't know. We're going to start treating uh, college football like the NFL. Uh, Running backs aren't overly valuable uh, as a position. It's really good to get him uh, if you can get him cheap and young, and the, you know the the, the, tire, the tread on the tires uh, isn't necessarily there. Uh, then sure, you know, uh, go out and get yourself a running back. But I mean, he, he's upwards of five five hundred carries now in the in the SEC. Uh, had uh, you know, uh, I, I would say I don't want to call it disappointing, but he certainly was more productive his freshman year than he was his sophomore year. And then if there's Issues. I mean, if, if money's everything, uh, but you, you said the maintenance. I'm hearing the, the demands on the, uh, on what he wants. I I don't know if uh, the, the the juice is worth the squeeze here. Uh, and I, I I don't. If I'm going to believe the rumors that are out there, I don't blame Ole Miss for not spending money on a running back. It's just not that valuable position. You can go out and get a. I mean, there's plenty of examples. Cody Schrader from Missouri at a D2. Uh, school. I mean, you, you can go out there and find people that can run the football. 
There are reports that he went to Lane Kiffin during the season to suggest ways that he would like to see the offense run. There's a report that during the bowl game, Jackson Dart at one point had to call a timeout to ask Lane Kiffin to take Junkins out of the game because he was berating the offensive lineman. There's Evie talking about it earlier during the bowl game where he'd be on the ground. Offensive linemen would walk by him, not offer to help him up at all. There's also reports that continuously he's asking for more money, more money, more money, more money, when they thought they had a deal in place and they've upped his ante. So it sounds like it became a big headache. And then Jackson Dart on Instagram posted that Tom Brady video about when you have somebody that's all about me, I'd like to play against you. Go to the other team. <laughs> yeah, uh, you read the tea. There's enough tea leaves. There's enough uh, right. smoke there that there's some fire. So, yeah, I, 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 I there might be addition by subtraction there. That, that they'll be. I trust Lane Kiffin's ability to go out there and get uh, a guy in the portal to, to replace that production, especially in an offensive friendly system. I'm guessing I asked you about it last week. I don't remember. Is Steve Angeli a threat? To be the Notre Dame clerk, I don't think so because you don't bring in Riley Leonard to sit around. But that did become interesting. Yeah, it uh, certainly did. Uh, I'm trying to think when we talked. I think no, I think uh, last we talked it was right, right before that game. Uh, okay, being probably played. was. So, yeah, we didn't get the aftermath because we talked. That was a what a Friday afternoon game. Correct. Uh, I think if. They, they they owe it to the team to 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 have a legit competition. Uh, I think Steve Angeli uh, is decent. Yeah, I think the comment that I remember you were asking me about uh, Angeli versus uh, uh, you know uh, Drew Pine, and I said, well, I think Angeli's a little bit better than uh, Drew Pine, and obviously he played much better than Way Drew better. Pine ever did. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you, better than probably half the the games that Sam Hartman played this year. So I I would hope that they open it up and have a legit competition. I mean, obviously, Riley Leonard's going to be the favorite, but uh, I know Notre Dame would really prefer Steve Angeli's on their roster next fall. Then, then uh, you know, I, I still think there's a good possibility he might transfer after spring, but uh, they they need him on the roster because I mean, it, it helps even if he doesn't win the job. It helps you utilize Riley Leonard more. You you want to run Riley Leonard, so if you got a very capable backup quarterback, you're probably not as afraid to to run Riley Leonard 15, 20 times a game. So. Uh, Steve Angeli is a pretty important piece of the 2024 uh, Fighting Irish. With what they have coming back on offense and defense, this is going to be a – and I know the fans and the critics are going to say, yeah, but, Bill, it's always Notre Dame. Well, that's not necessarily true. But the perception is they're always overrated. That is the perception. This is a – Brad, I'm trying to think. This is one of the better-looking on-paper Notre Dame teams returning, I can recall, certainly in the last 10-plus years. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I, I kind of was figuring that in the Oregon State game. I, I just I, I got tied too too much to my position on Oregon State because I had to, you know I was in front of five, six, seven-point moves there on Oregon State in that bowl game, but. Somebody asked me the day of the game what to bet. 
And I was like, you know what? The more I think about it, I, I, I kind of like Notre Dame at this cheap of a number. And, and that was, I mean, it went as low as four in some spots. And the reason the thought process, I'm, I'm getting to the point here, uh, is it's evident that Marcus Freeman has upgraded the roster, particularly uh, players 22 through 44. Uh, and you saw that in the bowl game. I mean, when you looked at snap counts on Notre Dame's offense for the regular season, 11 of their 12 guys were out. Uh, their top 12 snap count guys in the regular season did not play in the bowl game, and yet they went out there and you, wouldn't, you couldn't tell. Uh, in fact, I mean, in some instances, the offense looked better. I mean, from a game plan perspective, uh, and I know they're playing a depleted Oregon State team, but but, but whatever. I mean, Notre Dame was more depleted, uh, at least on offense. So I think the, the, there's a lot more depth. Uh, there's, you know, if they can figure out a couple positions on the offense line, what they want to do there. Uh, but I, I, I thought they answered the, the transfer portal well as far as wide receiver, that they still probably need to get another guy there, a safety uh, maybe even a linebacker, uh, a guy on the offensive line, particularly a tackle. I'm not sure you're going to get a great guy there, but they, they still got a little bit of work to do, three, four guys that I'd like to see in the portal. But other than that, it's it's Marcus Freeman's upgraded the talent level. Uh, they're, they're much deeper than, than previous Notre Dame teams. Uh, and I thought they showed that. I know they lost three games, but, I mean, go look at their wins. I mean, there wasn't anything fluky outside of the Duke game. I mean, they won all their games by 20-plus points outside of the Duke game. So, this is a team that uh, started to show some flashes last year, and I could even argue that they probably should have won another game or two last year. I did not like the offensive coaching, to say the least, and heck, even Gadouli probably proved that, that how bad Parker was because I thought Gadouli called a better game in the bowl game than, than Parker did at any point during the season. And now you're going to put Mike Denbrock in there. Uh, if they keep Al Golden on defense, I mean, there, there's not a better OCDC combo probably in the country and the upgraded talent level, yeah, I'm not saying Notre Dame's going to win the national championship, but they're capable next year of finally ending that 30-plus year uh, having won a major bowl game. And uh, obviously a major bowl game would be a playoff win next year. I think Notre Dame's capable of winning a playoff game or two. Jalen Milrow is at Alabama. He's not in the portal. And not that that was anticipated because – once we got past the USF game where he didn't play, he played well until the Michigan game. And Eli Holstein, a true freshman from Louisiana, is in the portal. Ty Simpson's dad says that his kid's back. And then they have the player that everybody's most excited about, Dylan Lonergan, the true freshman. You think this spring there'll be a legitimate competition for somebody to unseat Lonergan to unseat Milton? Uh, yeah, I, 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 I mean, I, I would say significant favor. Miller will be your starter next year. Yeah, I, yeah. I think the real race will be the following year because uh, you got another kid coming in this year that, that might probably even better than Lonergan, in my opinion. Uh, the Julian Chang kid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I still think Milrow did enough there down the stretch besides the Michigan game to, to be an overwhelming favorite to be the starter. I think so. That, that game probably ought to give some of the credit to Michigan, Jesse Mentor, the defensive coordinator. Michigan controlled the line of scrimmage, and Milrow was getting killed with a pass rush. And and as athletic as he is, he was having troubles with it. Let's also admit 
he didn't have much faith in the center, who's now in the portal. The center was shaky as all get out in that game and had problems during the year. And he's been in the portal. Apparently, according to Kevin Hagan, that was planned before that game. That was not a product of that game, although he didn't play well. Milrose, the quarterback, he's going to catch the heat about it, but frankly, he didn't have a lot of help, did he? No, he didn't. Uh, well, I mean, it's tough. I don't care if you're Tom Brady or Jalen Milrow. I mean, you got pressure in your face constantly, I and mean, you're not going to perform very well. And you know, I, let's just look at the snaps. I mean, when you have bad snaps all year, I mean, you can get away with it against Middle Tennessee. You know, looking, you got to look down for the football, take your eyes off the defense for a half second or a second. Um, still get away with it uh, against the majority of teams on your schedule. Can't do it against Michigan. You can't. That extra half second to second makes all the difference in the world, and it made a difference. I mean, everyone beat up Tommy Reese for the play call. Well, I'll be honest with you, if the bat snap's not there and Millwall reads the, the blocking assignment a little bit better, uh, <laughs> there, was an, there was an alley in the lane there for him to run off the guard and the tackle to, to, to walk into the end zone on that final play. So uh, it just shows you a bat snap. And when you're playing an elite team, can, can really disrupt things. So I, I'm not you know wild by Milrow. Obviously, he still has to improve as a passer, to, to say the least. But I, I didn't necessarily pin that game on him. I, I thought, again, like I mentioned on the open, the more striking thing is Alabama getting beat up yet again at the line of scrimmage. That's just something you have not seen for the last 15 years too often. If Harbaugh leaves, would they think about elevating off the staff? Is Jesse Mentor far enough along in his career? He's pretty young. I believe he's only 40. What I've heard is more. Sharon Moore would get the probably right. be the odds on favorite to get the gig. Uh, and speaking of that, I did look up uh, a few books. Uh, Jim Harbaugh, week one, uh, NFL's minus 180, Michigan plus 140. That's at uh, Bet Online. Uh, so. Favorite right now, NFL minus 180. Do, do the math there, that's over 60%. So uh, at least that one book, let me see how I can see how much I can bet on that. Uh, probably a low limit. Everyone quotes these odds, and uh, the limits are the limit's 25 bucks. So, I mean, when people quote these odds, because uh, I was betting players in the portal, uh, a few of these books, and the limits were like 25 bucks. That is not a liquid market should not be re- representative uh, of what the true odds of Jim Harbaugh, if he's going to stay at Michigan or not. I hope that makes sense. No, it does. It does. It just seems fitting to me if indeed he wins this game, wins a national championship, he rids himself of the NCAA. According yep. to Coach Pete earlier, he and Ward Manuel do not speak. Apparently now this you know nor should they the way he was treated uh, correct obviously take a pay cut and all that so uh, he said after, I, after I would not the, blame him one second he said after the pay cut Harbaugh informed Ward Manuel I'm going straight to the president I'm not talking to you about anything that strained the entire NCAA thing there's always a battle with the media. and and now the, I don't know that this environment of re-recruiting your team and getting poached and I just think not only that but coach Pete was talking they they will pay him 15 17 million bucks in the NFL if he gets one of those gigs why not yeah I mean I I guess they can I don't know if they're going to give him 10 years though (laughs) right right. within three years at the NFL so I 
I still think he can make the most money he can make is, you know, signing the long-term deal at Michigan. But I don't think money's obviously that important to him for the most part. Uh, but yeah, I, I, he just wants to coach football. Uh, he's a ball coach. Uh, it, I, definitely more old school than new school. So I, if you're that, if you have that philosophy, I don't know how you want to coach college football right now. I just, there's way too many moving pieces. So yep, I don't blame him if he leaves, especially if they win the title. I mean, he would accomplish every single goal and then some. In fact, the, as high as the expectations were, if he, if he leaves Michigan in the national championship, Harbaugh would have exceeded his expectations when he took the job. I mean, that's, that's how good of a job he's done here the last three years. Yeah, if you're a veteran college coach who's made a lot of money and you have an NFL opportunity, which is very few and far between, very, very rare, but if you do like Harbaugh, I think you're 100%. And I'm, I don't like the pro game, so I'm not watching them when they go there, but – you got to make that move just for health, peace of mind, right? Absolutely. Couple more minutes here with Brad. Brad Powers. BradPowerSports.com. Morning, actually, looks pretty good right now as you make your way through the Mount Julian area coming in from Wilson County. There was a little bit of radar out in Wilson and Smith County earlier. Normally, it'd be really heavy right now on 24 westbound coming in from Rutherford County up through the Hickory Hollow area, Antioch. It looks pretty good up through there right now. However, there is some radar out here in parts of Rutherford County and uh, also Coffee County as well. Be careful. Hey, 24-7 reliable crane and rigging services here in Middle Tennessee. It's got to be Tomahawk Crane and Rigging online at TomahawkCrane.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. The Locksmith Company, our full-service locksmithing expert, is asking listeners to please donate a toy to Toys for Tots this holiday season. You can make a difference in the life of a child. This message is brought to you by The Locksmith Company, a proud veteran employer. For all your residential, commercial, or automotive locksmithing needs, call today for a free estimate or 24-7 emergency service at 931-801-5427. 931-801-5427. And also visit the LSCO.com. The Locksmith Company is looking forward to seeing you. In Tennessee, 967,430 people struggle with hunger, and 295,570 of them are children. That's one in seven who struggle with hunger, and one in five are children. People who are hungry are not necessarily living on the streets. They may be in your child's classroom, in your neighborhood, or just down the street. In addition, many of these people live in food deserts, which are areas more than 10 miles from the nearest grocery store. Often there are limited resources to get food, and the only option is fast food or convenience markets. While processed food may help with hunger pangs, it provides little to no nutrition. What began in 2008 as a dream to buy land, grow food, and give it away has recently developed into a way to serve and impact more individuals in the community. God has blessed our mission to be a healthy food source to those in need so much 
By Faith Farm had to create a nonprofit to continue meeting the need in the community on a larger scale. Visit ByFaithFarm.com to get involved. That's ByFaithFarm.com. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. They put themselves in this position. It's a shame they put themselves in this position because I think not only is the division there to be had, the conference is there to be had. If they had more talent, if they had their stuff together, it's not the murderer's row that we thought the AFC was going to be going into the season. The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. We have more Jeffs than you do. It's the Bill King Show. Missouri and their ascension this year. Arizona, their ascension. Is that sustainable? Arizona? Uh, Missouri as well. Yeah. Uh, Arizona, I think, is a little bit more if they can hold on to Jed Fish just because, I mean, they're in a conference where that they're not going to, you know, step on a field at any point and be significantly out-talented by the Kansas States, the Utahs of the world uh, in that conference. So, yeah, I think as long as they hold Jed Fish, they can be okay. Uh, Do I expect them to continue to win 10 games every year? No. I mean, just historically, they they haven't been that type of program. Uh, Missouri, obviously, (laughs) schedule's really tough. But I will say one thing going in Missouri's favor is it looks like they want to spend some money, so uh, and it's been evident by them being able to get a five star two here in the last couple of years. So uh, I I think they can at least. I, do I expect them to win ten or eleven games every year? No, but I, I think they can at least go from where they were for the, the several long stretches here, where they've been basically a six and six type of program. I think they can step that up and be more like an eight and four uh, type of program, and then in a good season like this year. They, they they can win their ten you know ten games and then win win a bowl game so uh, both uh, I know meandering answer there but I did to get to the where point where no I think both teams had historical outlier seasons but doesn't mean that they're going to automatically go back to to what they were prior to this season. Missouri defensive coordinator Blake Baker is a target I think the number one target for LSU for Brian Kelly. In 2021, Brad, if you recall, Missouri might as well not have fielded a defense. They were God-forsaken 
that guy comes in and they're now in the top 25 which is which is remarkable you're right because of those state laws they got adopted a year plus ago they're very competitive in the name image likeness money world if you're this guy last time Brian Kelly let's just go back had a crisis like that was Brian Van Gorder's defense just crashed and burned, fired him midseason, took a friend of mine, Greg Hudson, elevated him off the football staff to take over, finished the year, and then he went and got Elko, and that was an immediate fix, right? That, that, that fixed everything. Yeah. If you're Baker, is that too alluring to turn down? Oh, it'll come down to dollars and cents uh, and see if Missouri can get close uh, to, to that. Uh, but, yeah, I, probably. I mean, obviously LSU's a, a team that's won three national championships with, with three different coaches. I mean, it, 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 uh, you know, a lot more upside to, to, to LSU from possible money being made, uh, possible, you know, putting your you – know, taking the next level. And if you want to be a head coach, well, if you do a good job at LSU as a D.C., your chances of getting a head coaching job are that much greater. Uh, and, you know, I, I obviously think program level LSU is a step up from Missouri, regardless of what the two teams' records were this year. Yeah. Now, if you're in his shoes, just let him fight for you, right? You're going to do well either way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, the bidding war, let it commence. One thing we don't talk about, never talk about, you don't think these coaches who always downplay the money when it's always about the money, you don't think they're on the phone with their wives <laughs> updating them on what we may get? I mean, come on. <laughs> it's about the money. <laughs> it is. I mean, obviously, if things are close, then, then, yeah. then you know, you can say that, oh, it wasn't all about the money. But, it, you know, if things aren't equal, it's going to be about the money. So it just it is what it is. I mean, Mike Denbrock, he's another LSU guy. Uh, obviously, Notre Dame shockingly offered more money than, than LSU did. So obviously, he has an alert to go back to South Bend because he likes it there and has been there multiple times at different points in his career. But also the fact that Notre Dame made him the highest paid offensive coordinator in the country. Don't think for a second that that didn't uh, sway him uh, to, to not uh, eventually sign that deal that he agreed to at LSU. If the money's close and Mama likes the uh, private elementary school and the country club, then you're probably staying, right? Yes. <laughs> That's probably... well put there. <laughs> Brad, tell everybody how they can get your info. And, of course, Brad uh, is all about the NFL, too, and he'll be uh, issuing his predictions all through on his newsletter. But go ahead, Brad. Yeah, bradpowersports.com is the website. You click on the Bill King tab for that. And then I'll also have some specials going up as far as uh, the upcoming season. I mean, we're already in preparation mode for 2024, <laughs> so make sure you check that out, bradpowersports.com, Bill King tab, top of the page. All right, bud. See you next week. Hey, take care, Bill. Mr. Brad Powers. Yeah, things are even, and Mama really likes the school, likes the other wives. It's a good neighborhood, country club's good, money is very similar, tax situation very similar. Those are all items.
all considerations that you have to make. Most of us have never lived that life where you're constantly moving around and packing it up. That'd be a tough gig. You're well compensated, though. That's a good thing about it. They pay you well for that inconvenience. Get another break. Yeah, next Friday, we will be at the end. Not moved. Not today. Omni Nashville Hotel. Absolutely, it's pretty good right now as you make your way through the Mount Julian area coming in from Wilson County. There was a little bit of radar out in Wilson and Smith County earlier. Normally, it'd be really heavy right now on 24 westbound coming in from Rutherford County up through the Hickory Hollow area, Antioch. It looks pretty good up through there right now. However, there is some radar out here in parts of Rutherford County and uh, also Coffee County as well. Be careful. Hey, 24-7 reliable crane and rigging services here in Middle Tennessee. It's got to be Tomahawk Crane and Rigging online at TomahawkCrane.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Jackson Boone Racing. The youngest driver at age 19 to win the coveted Pro Late Model Series Championship at Nashville Fairground Speedway. Jackson Boone Racing. A local kid and Page High graduate who's been winning races since he was eight years old. Jackson Boone Racing. Come join Red Street Records and Roy's Meat Service along with the Boone Group, a market leader for your home financing needs. In supporting this rising star, visit JacksonBooneRacing.com to see how you can be a part of the journey and join us running up front. Jackson Boone Racing. It seems like everywhere you look right now, someone is sick. This year, prepare your family for airborne invaders like bacteria, pollen, and yes, germs with Navage Nasal Care. Navage flushes ultra-pure, refreshing saline in one nostril, around the back of the nose, and out of the other nostril. Navage sucks out viruses, dust, and other airborne particles, all the stuff that gets trapped in your nose making you miserable. Don't get caught empty-handed this winter. Get Navage, the drug-free solution that helps you breathe easier, sleep better, and feel healthier. Even better, Navage is HSA, FSA eligible. So Navage is a great way to spend those funds before they expire. Don't wait a minute longer. Buy Navage today and you'll breathe easier knowing you're putting your funds to good use. Navage is available online at navage.com or Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, and Rite Aid. Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. And now for today's winning Cash 3 and Cash 4 numbers from the Tennessee Lottery. The first number is... The number you just thought of. The second number is... The number you would have picked. The third number is... The day of your wedding anniversary. And the fourth number They're only lucky numbers if you decide to play them. Cash 3 and Cash 4, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. 
This is the Grant Fogue and John Burton Show. John Morant, first game back after the 25 games, 34 points, 8 assists, and he hits the game winner at a walk-off. Welcome so, back. Hello there. Yeah. Uh, happy for the Grizzlies, happy for the city of Memphis. Good to have him back. Let's keep him there. Stay healthy, ball out, keep your nose clean, be the superstar that we know you can be. Greg Fogue and News Channel 5's John Burton, WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. He doesn't know everything about college football. Mm, Yeah, he does. It's the Bill King Show. We'll be back Monday, full week. We've had a lot of these choppy weeks, but not anymore, y'all. We'll be back Monday, ready to go. National championship game is Monday night in Houston. The Maize and Blue against UW Huskies. Something's got to give Monday night. Been excited about that game. No SEC team in there. What's up with that? No SEC team. Remember back around 13, Florida State winning at 14 Buckeyes? SEC had their run, y'all, and it's over. Jimbo just won it. Urban just won it. Clemson's about to come on. Yeah, the SEC's run's about over, guys. Will we see new media revelations that now is actually the time. The SEC's had their time. All this winning it every year, almost every year, that's over, Bill. I don't know. Georgia's not going anywhere. Georgia as a national championship threat ain't, as we would say in the South, ain't going anywhere. Neither is Alabama. Nick Saban, I know the end was... Displeasing, but Nick Saban did a fantastic job with this Alabama team that, frankly, has more flaws than most Alabama teams that Nick's had. This team is heavily flawed and competed to the better end for a national championship. I thought might win it. which would have been an incredible coup by Nick Saban. Yeah, they're not going anywhere. Texas is now in the league. They're competing for a national championship. They have a very attractive roster coming back. They do incredibly well in recruiting. They're doing well in the portal. They're being named as a potential suitor for Quinchon Judkins. Now, we don't know where he's going to end up. That could be... 
a myriad of options there. Apparently, Auburn, because of Jarquez Hunter, isn't going to overpay, and apparently there's not as much going on there as perhaps thought. At least that's what we're hearing in the moment. Talking to Blake, he does not think LSU is going to fight hard for Judkins either. Well, the money he's asking. You hear Colorado's name. You hear Texas. You hear their name. Now, there's others. I'm sure I'm leaving somebody out. And somebody will probably pay him the money that he wants. And and frankly, from my understanding, his mom is the one that's heavily involved here in charge. And you know what? She's the mom. Do your thing. That's not necessarily a critique of mine, but apparently that's what's going on. Todd and Myrtle Beach said, Bill Saban's going to retire. Kirby to the Falcons. Baby Kiff to Ohio State. SEC is done, Bill. And then he puts a smiley face emoji there. That would be funny. Nick plays in Morgantown 2026. At that point, he could have the Bear beat in total number of wins at Alabama. West Virginia is his home state. Would that be the Sayonara? I don't know if that ends it for Nick. I don't know what he's thinking. Nick's still competing for championships. I still think he could win another championship or two. I don't I'm not gonna close the book on that as a possibility for him. Hope not. I I relish the chance to watch the greatest to ever do it continue to coach. I don't think enough people understand what you're watching because it's in the moment. When it's in the moment, sometimes you cannot quantify what you're watching. You're watching the best in the history of college football to do what he's doing. And he's not slowing down. Age has not defeated him yet. It will. But not necessarily sooner than later. Yeah, I hope I hope he never retires. I know that's not possible. Topwater Assassin, Bill, how many four and five stars were on that incredibly flawed Bama team? Plenty of them. Still had flaws. Yeah, lots of them. You can't hit a patch where your four and five star evaluations aren't as good as some of the others that you made. That can't happen. It can happen at Alabama. Wide receiver would be the top spot to point that out. There's no Smitty, Waddle, Rugs. There's nobody like that there right now. See you Monday, y'all. Have a fantastic weekend. Lodge Pop.
6.60 a.m.